Can you please stop bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they could do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was gonna be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. It's so awful, isn't it? For my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? <laughs> is this a joke to you? <laughs> Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Watching every feature film that stars a certain kid crusader. Batman! Batman! Yes, of course, I'm watching the cartoon in the three Lego movies. Batman! Batman! Sing it with me. Batman! Batman! This is Big Screen Batman! Oh, oops. Oh, Batman. This was the one. The one movie that didn't have Batman on screen. And yet, I wanted to include it on big screen Batman because it serves pretty much as the launching origin 
of Batman, as well as being a very well-stylized, amazingly acted character drama about the Joker. This is, let's see, if I go all the way back to Jack, then we had um, Heath, then we had Jared Leto, and I guess we still have Jared Leto, in a way, at least for something, but that's for tomorrow. And now we have a Joaquin Phoenix. I feel bad, Jared Leto is the only one in the in the recent, you know, this century that didn't win an Oscar for playing the Joker. I don't think Jack was ever nominated for anything, was he? I don't know. I, I should look that up, but I'm definitely not going to do that. Today, I watched for the first time since seeing in the theater 2019 Joker. And let's get the Batman stuff out of the way. So we do see Bruce Wayne as a kid. We see Alfred. We see Thomas and Martha Wayne. We actually see their, at the end of this movie, their their murder. Their murder is the launching off point for Bruce turning from this happy little kid to becoming, in the future, a crime-fighting bat. We don't see anything like that. And our assumption is that we get a young Batman, an older Joker, in the future. Ideally, um, because they never said when this was like supposed to be, but it's definitely in the 70s. So if you think that this will say, um, let's say he's 11 there, so let's give him 20 years and we get a 30-year-old Batman because we have um, Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman, right? He's got to be around 30, right? Why don't we look that up? Um, Robert Bob Pattinson. Bobby Pattinson is the age 34. So I'm just trying to do the math of when, if, if this was in like some sort of new DC universe, which again, DC is all over the place with their characters, with their stories. And like it, from my understanding, this Joker is a standalone thing that is its own like Elseworld uh, story about the Joker. And even their comic books, I don't know if Marvel's comics are like this, but DC, I've read so many different stories, that, like a Batman story or a, you know, um, a Superman story that is not related to each other. They're just, these are the characters and let's put them in a story. And it seems like in the movies, you know, they tr- they tried to build this cohesion, cohesion. Um, but they've, I think, because Affleck is no longer Batman, that's no longer happening. But maybe he is going to be Batman a little in the future. Um, it's 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 all over the place. So, in my in my mind, I pray that the new the Batman movie is tied to this Joker movie, and it's a new 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 beginning I don't think it's going to be Um, I would say if this Batman movie took place in the 90s then it might make sense unless we get a really old old Joker which would be Joaquin who's the Joker who basically this is the birth of the Joker in this movie Um, but that's me trying to tie Batman into everything this is the Batman podcast the big screen Batman so 
I thought I would do my best to tie those things together. But ideally, what we see is a, a terrible Gotham City that is just like New York City in the 70s. You know, like just crime and not a safe place to be. And um, I think this was just filmed in New York City. You know, in the past, we've seen Gotham as a zone stylized city. We've seen Gotham uh, as Chicago. Uh, and now we see Gotham as New York City. And this felt so 70s. Well, I mean, just the style, the look, even the opening Warner Brothers scene, uh, the little logo, the... Uh, the director, Todd Phillips, who I know from like old school and hangover movies, he he knows how to. And I remember thinking he's directing this, but he knows how to direct a, a kick-ass, tense drama, thriller, just psychological friggin' uh, character study. And really the credit goes to him for the style. But really, it all goes to Joaquin for that performance. I remember seeing like, oh, is this, you know, promoting like positive? Is it, I don't even know what an incel is, but I remember the word incel being thrown out, being thrown out so much. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And it, it's just like, I don't even, I, I think it's like involuntary celibate, right? Meaning it's a guy who isn't with women because he doesn't want to be but it's be, but he blames the women is that what i'm getting at am, am i completely off i don't know all i know is uh, from my understanding it's creepy creepy deepy guys and um i didn't see that with this i didn't see this guy blaming the world uh well maybe he did but i didn't see this guy blaming his unhappiness on the fact that women aren't um appreciating him i just saw a dude who had major psychosis and I remember going um, to the theater and seeing this and my dad and I were like wait are we rooting for the Joker it's like no we're not are we wait no no wait because at some points when he's being messed around with those guys on the train it's like yeah okay I kind of wanted to see those guys get their comeuppance um, but with uh, his mother, you know, you, you felt bad, but she had psychosis too. She was abusive and she did. I don't think she got, you know, I think that was bad. Um, but then there was the clown, the guy who worked with him at the clown, clown place who gave him the gun and sold him, uh, you know, sold him out to dry, threw him under the bus. Did he get what was deserving of him? I don't know about that, but he didn't root for him. I guess you didn't, you really weren't looking for you know, like, Oh, Oh, he got the scissors in, in his, in his face. Good, good, good. That scene, there were you know that scene and the Murray um, Franklin scene, the at the end are the two scenes that I remember in the theater were like, I was like nervous because you feel like something bad's gonna happen. But even after knowing something bad's gonna happen, seeing it a second time, I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. Let's get this over with. Um, that scene with when he kills the the the, the clown, and then there's the the um, the little guy, the little person clown and he's like you can go but he kind of scares him like he's still joking around with him and but he lets him go because you were the only one that was nice to him like so intense and frightening and just exactly the like just well acted it was just so good and um my goodness it was it freaked me out and of course the 
the Nero moment at the end. And I remember seeing this and being like, whoa, uh, Zazie Bates isn't into him at all. That, that whole thing is in his head. And I guess other people were like, oh, I saw that coming. I, I admit, I don't think I saw that. I'm almost positive. I did not see that coming. But this time around, I thought it was kind of cool because in the elevator, oh no, she comes to his door and she's like, will you follow me today? And he's like, uh, yeah. She's like, you're funny, Arthur. And I was like, wait, how does he, how does she know his name? Like, even that was fake. That was in his head. And they showed that later. But watching it again, I'm going, oh, my God. He's envisioning all these things, like in him envisioning, you know, Murray Franklin bringing him up, De Niro saying, you know, you're so funny, and I wish I had a, I wish I had a son like you. It was sad. It was really sad. And just seeing him um, fall further and further into psychosis, was like it, it entertaining is not even the word but it was fascinating and you could see this level of confidence uh, rise up in him as he killed more people the more people he killed the more confident he felt which was frightening and i guess at the end he's in the um he's in the hospital and he seems like he kills that woman because you walk you, you see him walking away with blood on his feet so I'm guessing the ending where he got, you know, he was taken by the police did happen. And the police, more police just showed up and he was arrested and taken to a psychiatric hospital. That's my assumption. Like, I thought he escaped, but then they show up the next scene. He's in a hospital. He's, I'm assuming, Arkham Asylum. Um, but I thought, so that all had to happen. It's just that um, the whole thing with him having this fantasy life with his girlfriend didn't happen. And that's another thing that was unsettling is he's in her apartment and she freaks out and she, um, you know, asks him to leave. And the next shot is we see him walking down the hall. We have no idea what happened to him, to her and her daughter. My assumption is he just walked out because he didn't hurt. He didn't kill anyone who he didn't think wronged him. Um, you know, this girl didn't do anything to him. He, she was there in his head, but she didn't actually do anything to him. His mother lied to him about adopting him uh, and saying that Thomas Wayne was her father. Yeah, the Murray Franklin played the comedy clip, you know, making fun of him. The, um, the clown guy, the fellow clown worker, um, you know, gave him a gun and then told him that he tried to buy a gun and, and, and threw him under the bus. And the guys on the train beat the crap out of him. Thank God he didn't have a gun when those kids stole his, uh, his, his sign. All those children would be dead. I think that's it. I think I've done it. Folks, as of right now, officially on this day, I have watched every big screen Batman movie there is. As of Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. But guess what? I'm not done. We'll be back again tomorrow. For what? For more big screen Batman. Why? Because, and I'm, if I've told you this before, too bad. Tomorrow morning, my wife is going off to work. After I see her leave, I'm taking my dog and I'm taking her to daycare where she can run and play with her friends all day. Coming back here, 
sitting my butt down and watching the four-hour Justice League. It's a big day, big couple days for Geek Mentality because we have this episode. Tonight, my buddy Eric is going to be joining me for day 17 of Marching McFly. Of course, tomorrow is day 18 of Marching McFly and the four-hour Justice League. And the finale of Big Screen Batman, of course, until we get that Pattinson movie. But um, that's like another year away. So Big Screen Batman will be going away for now. But you can always find me here at Geek Mentality, the podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality, the website is fansnotexperts.com and sometimes we post stuff on the Facebook page which is fans not experts until later tonight if you're listening to Marchie McFly or until tomorrow if you're just here for Batman um, I'll see you then thanks for listening and here is my theme song this is my podcast I made it Geek Mentality's what I named it and I think you should listen and subscribe Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode Fast not experts